production-related topic to raise with you. Which is? Today is delivery day. <laughs> and okay. right now there is a dog down there. And so, like, at random moments... The dog will bark. Probably your most interesting bits. The buzzer's going to go, and Arnie's going to go ape shit. Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about cold movies. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Ice to see you again. Fucking hell. That's been over a week in the making. Do you have to swear so much? Do you have to swear? I, I, uh, I'd rather no, sorry, you complete that out, but... down to the F, F in, you know. F me. Yeah, please. Just keep it... F I- and Jeff me. Keep it ITV, please. But Ice to See You Again has been Touted. numerous days in the making. Yeah. And I checked whether that's what you were going to say. And you said maybe. <laughs> and since then, there's still been multiple days for you to, to try for another one. But no. So anyway, we're talking about cold movies. Yeah, we're talking about cold movies. And we haven't, in fact, done a podcast for about two years. Wow. I'd say. It'd be two, two years in February. By the time you edit this, it will be two years. And then, and then you just got the the itch to do another one, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to do one?" And I said yes. And we're back, like like the, the, nothing's changed, but lots has changed, hasn't it? A lot has changed. We're different, um, but different men. Did we did we go through the sort of rocky cycle of the reluctance on your behalf to come back and me having to kind of push to convince you like he convinces Mickey to train him no I think I was no, just quite you said yes instantly instant, <laughs> instantly said yes yeah um, yeah go on then you're having a beer a thinking syrup yeah it's a five to three beer but it's the festive season now we're all off work yeah um, so what's on today's show should we do well, a life score and talk about everything that's changed since we, the last we could time? Do a qu- we could do a quick life one. score. Um, so yeah, we're talking about cold films in the immediately the diminishes it. <laughs> yeah, we we'll could do, do a quick life score. A quick life score. Uh, catch up with our lives over the last uh, twenty-four whole months. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, cold films. So talking about films that I guess are not necessarily Christmas. It's just that it, it's cold, right? You're talking The Thing, for example. Okay. okay, 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 okay. The Thing, for example. The Thing, for example. Uh, and I have a Seggy one because, as Ian, you know, one of the changes in my life is I'm now a footballman. I enjoy... Oh, my God. Football. Um, yeah. So I've, I've, I've started with my son uh, supporting... Uh, Aston Village, Aston Villa football team. Is that a, is that a lol? That was Pre, a lol. That was a planned lol. Yeah. Pre-planned fun moment. Um, I've I've literally I've I've written in my notes. Ollie has become a football man, and I put M N at the end of it. Okay, yeah. So I've started to enjoy uh, football. So I have a a soccer related seggy one. Uh, and we've only okay. just come out of the World Cup as well, so I feel that you know the momentum is there for this one to be a huge hit. 
How how will you gauge the hitness of it? Well, I can see you, and I will know whether you're enjoying it because you will not be able to. Okay, it's it's not about the audience. It's just about me laughing. That's fine. That's good. Sounds great. I'm I'm into it. I must say I didn't watch a minute of the World Cup, but I'll see how I get on. All right, Mister Mister Morals. Um, yeah, so that's uh, let's not get political on the podcast, Ollie. No, we're, we're not, we're not. Why, why did you have to make this political in the first five minutes? I didn't, um, but we, we will also have to stop to do a problematic VAR content check every so often in case one of us feels like there's any problematic content. Okay, okay, okay. I'll be, I'll write detailed notes and I'll pull you up on what I feel is breaching what's safe. Cool. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. So yeah, I have over the last two years started enjoying Premium League football. Um my son, Eric, he started getting into uh, Aston Villa. He started wanting to watch them, so he, he would watch them all the time. And I just thought, you know what? Would be really good. Great parent moment of me. I'll take him to a football match. I got some tickets. It was Aston Villa versus Newcastle, the Newcastle team. The Magpies, I think they're also known as. Right. And I had bare minimum expectations of, of enjoyment. I thought I would go. I'd watch a game of, of football as if it was on the television, but live. And I'd go, that was a thing <laughs> I did. And, right. and then that would be it. That would be the end of it. Do you... But can I just finish before you yeah, go ahead, interrupt? <laughs> but I would say the, the moment I went up the stairs and I saw the, the pitch, the green, green grass, and Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne came over the PA and the crowd Sick. went nuts and the players ran out. Went nut. I just went, no, nah, this is great. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Uh, and since then, I've, I've been a, a big fan. I like the guys. I like what they stand for. They seem like a good bunch. Uh, so I really enjoy it. What, were you, what was your question going to be before we get on? Yeah, no, I was going to ask, do you participate at the football in the same way that With the you chance. do at heavy metal gigs? I mean, you have to, you have to do like... the chance, right? And you have to clap. And then if, if somebody's getting near the goal, you have to stand up and go. <gasps> right. Right, that's cool. So th- those are some um, of the participation moments that you can you can do. I've got three questions for you, real quick ones. Okay, right? quick fire. Um, are are any of the chants problematic? I mean, only really in that sometimes they're about the poor performance of the opposition and the standard of their fans. <laughs> okay, good answer. Um, had you been to any sort of live sporting events like that before this one? Because it does seem like it was quite a shock to the system. It was a real, see, real shock to the system. See the pitch and the atmosphere. Um, I'd okay. been to the World Rally Cross, and I had I had been to a football match before, but it was on a lower it was it was on a lower level, and it okay. was not not that great. And there was no goals with this one. There was a an overhead goal score. Banana kick. Right. And that's, I was like, if you get to see this sort of thing in real life, I'm in. Right. And then that takes me to my third um, <laughs> qu- 
question, yeah. which which is uh, could I do a bicycle a, kick? A go- <laughs> yes, Ian, no, I could. Just just you referring to a goal as a goal score. Yeah. Is is this your shtick? With it's a bit football yeah, in general yeah. to kind of say like the Premier League, yeah. Aston Village goal <laughs> score, <laughs> yeah, that it, kind of thing. It's a bit for you, to make so you th- so that you can keep one foot out, yeah, just in yeah. case anyone comes down hard on you at some point. Like, oh, you're into what? You're into football? You've changed. No, I don't. I don't think that would happen. Someone did threaten to petrol bomb my house though, because obviously I live in Coventry, uh, and right. Aston, Aston Villa are like the bad guys that you shouldn't like so it's it that's problematic for me fair enough all my questions have been answered the the ball is back in your court have they been answered sufficiently 100 percent, yeah it's not a court it's a pitch it's a pitch Uh, okay so ian um who's the bloody expert are you aware of um actors like some some of them yeah some of them you're aware of some actors that's a really good start some of these actors support football teams. So I'm gonna Ooh, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna run down, I think I've got like seven or something. Famous actors and and I need you to guess which team they're into. Okay. Okay. Right. And I've got a little fact about each one for you. So first off, we've got Daniel Craig who's in who's in the new Knives Out film, which is on Netflix. Which I'm, I'm quite up right. for because I enjoyed the last one. To be fair, thought it was a, it was a good one. Uh, is he? Me too. Yeah. Is he up for Liverpool or Everton? And they're rivals. Did you know? Yeah, I did know that. You did. Yeah, I did. There's a shopping centre in Liverpool called Liverpool One, and Everton have a shop there. And I believe it's called Everton 2, Liverpool 1. <laughs> That's their address. That's Bloody classic. Oh, it's very funny. Don't, don't quote me on that. I might have got it the wrong <laughs> way around. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Ever- go with Everton. No. Everton. No, it's actually Liverpool. Um, Is it? Yeah, he's, he's, a Liver- he's a Liverpool fan and he does attend the odd match. But I've got something on here that says that uh, this is from Mike Parry. <laughs> who is a talk sport presenter saying it's absolutely right. disgraceful that James Bond has come out as a, as a Liverpool fan. 007 belongs to this nation, not one football club. What? What do you think to that? Do you think that's nonsense? Wasn't, wasn't Sean Connery into football teams as well? Why is he getting himself in a twist about this? And not other now, things. You know, yeah. Seems too specific, this talk sport lad. But you got that wrong, so that's one nil, nil one. Uh, it's actually no zero zero. I've got I've got a goal because I had that fact about Liverpool. Oh, okay, you've got one goal, one goal. Okay, uh, next up, Tom Hanks. Is he a fan of Manchester United or Aston Villa? Tom Hank. Mm. Does he like the big boys? I'd I'd like to think that he has gone beyond the surface level of, you know, when he was a mega big actor, Manchester United were doing well, and they're the team that will have translated across the US. To the pond. Across the pond. But I think it's probably Manchester United because I don't really know what connection he would have to Aston Villa. I can't go on probably's. I need an answer. I'm going to say Manchester United. You're wrong. It's Aston Villa. (laughs) 
However, it's not as fun as it sounds. He just likes the name. He's, he's been an Aston Villa f- fan since he saw the football scores on the TV one day and liked the club's name, assuming it would be a nice beach town in England. But he has since watched them play in a friendly in the US, so I think that's fair. But Barney Greenway from Napalm Death, who is an Aston Villa fan, uh, he says, um, I believe that during his stay in England, he saw a Villa scarf on someone and he liked the colours and asked for one as a present. There is actually a picture online of Tom Hanks with an Aston Villa scarf. Uh, and since then has become a Villa fan, but he reckons it's unlikely he knows the history or any of the players. So he's, he's being a bit catty there. His old Barney Greenway right. from Napalm Death. I mean, that's fair because it is the truth, isn't it? Yeah. I think he scored an own goal. I got that one wrong, I think, is the the correct way of putting it. Okay, uh, next up, Sly Stallone. Is he... Slice. (laughs) Slice. Alone. Slice Alone. Uh, Is he he Everton or is he Liverpool? They like this uh, Scouse Derby, don't they? They do. It's the Scouse Derby. It's the Mega Mega Scouse Derby. Derby. First time I said Liverpool... This time, that and you got it. No, no, I said, no, no sorry, said I said Everton, Everton and got it wrong. And you got it yeah. wrong. This time, I'm gonna say Everton and get it right. He's got it right, <laughs> he's got it right. He's put it Everton. in the back of the net. Uh, the Rocky actor is uh, they're called the Toffees, he's a Toffee supporter and he even visited Goodison Park in 2007 for a game. Um, and in fact, he worked with um. The the guy, what's his face on um, on Creed? <laughs> Tony the boxer. You're not a oh, real Creed. Yeah, yeah. You're a fake. You're a fake Creed. So we actually worked with them and went back to Everton to do some um, match day crowd recording to get to get big crowd emotes for the final boxing match of the game. <laughs> there, that's actually uh, Everton fans yelling. There you go. Yelling. I think, um, so I, I got that one right this time, didn't I? You did get that think one I get right. two. I think I get two, two goals, goals for that since you've had such a nightmare giving me the fact about it afterwards. <laughs> Can you remember the boxer's name? Tony Bellu. Yeah. Bellu. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. That's Looked the guy. him up in the background. But you did, you did get that one right. James McAvoy. Right. Celtic or Rangers. Rangers. Which one is he? To be honest, I really have no idea. It's a 50-50 on this 50. one. But you're going to have to flip the coin then, aren't you? What was that Irvin Welsh film he was in? Was it called Filth? Yes. Bing, 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 bing. So that's set in Edinburgh, so immediately I kind of think, well, maybe he's a Hibs or Hearts fan. Turns out he's not. So I'm going to say Rangers at a total punt. He's got it wrong. He's, he's, he's skied it. It's Celtic. Right. So so there you go. I, I did actually see one fun little comment that he said, and it's got nothing to do with football, but he says he's a middle-class drinker. He says he can go through a month and realise he's had a drink every single night, not a large amount, but not a tiny amount either. And he also says he doesn't smoke, but he does. He says all actors have too many cheeky tabs. Why do you think that is? Why do you think too many actors just think... I'll have a ciggy. Because <laughs> they're socialising all the time. Pressure. A lot of waiting around for things to happen. Who do you think is the is the biggest smoker of the lot? The ta- <laughs> the tabbiest of them all. Yeah. Um, 
Who's who's like a picture of health? <laughs> who's a picture of health? Yeah. Um, who plays Thor at the moment? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he's on the tabs all the time, man. Really? Absolutely smashing them, yeah. Rollies 40 a well. day at least. Yeah. yeah. No, I, a, a full pack of uh, Rolly tobacco every day. You got that one wrong, so you've only got one correct so far, but you've, we've got one final one to go through, uh, and this is a okay. bit more current, but it's someone that you, um, I don't know, you, you've got some beef with, and I don't really understand okay. it anymore, to be honest with you. It's Ryan Reynolds. Um, you've just right. got to guess. There's no no clues, and can you do it without comment or any kind of negative ill remark? <laughs> um, which, which is which is the team? He and the lad from Always Sunny have bought a club. Yes, but can, do you know which club it is? For some reason, like so, is it the t- same team that he supports that yes. he's bought? Yeah, because he didn't know anything about about soccer before. If you'd have seen the documentary, you would know that. He was just like, yeah, I've got some cash. I've got some cash. Let's do it. It, That's a laugh. No Sarky comment. I just didn't want to look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I almost know for a fact it's not this, but I'm going to say Fulham. Oh, he's so close. It has got a ham in the title. It is of the Ham yeah, family. Yeah. Fulham is actually owned by a wrestling guy, I think. It's also in Wales as well. Oh, shit. Wrexham? Bing. Yeah, Wrexham. But I don't think I can give it you because you did say, I can give you half a goal. It's It's gone in. You've celebrated, <laughs> but it's offside. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then do the, do the offside. You've seen it's offside. I mean, this is all visual comedy, so it's not going to translate whatsoever. But it's good. I'd say I'll give you one and a half points. One and a half goals. I think it was two and a half, because I did have that Liverpool one, Everton two thing. Comment. So you're giving yourself a goal. Yeah, it's it's 2-1 to me. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. Um, This could have been lifted if you'd made it a penalty shootout of some kind. The, co- the concept, there's something there with it, and I don't think you'd thought it through. Anyway, let's move on. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. And I will have, I will have also, just so you know, I hope everybody who's listening at the moment knows that I've edited the life out of that first segment to make it snappy and, you know, full of pace. Tight. Tight. Right. A tight five. Yeah, yeah okay. All right, so uh, life scores. Yeah. How do you approach two years of change in a snappy 10-minute segment? I guess we can just list what's changed. <laughs> Good idea. Ollie's face has gotten more pink. My my face has got more pink, um, but I do feel that's yeah. mostly the video settings and the lighting in here. Okay. If you meet me in the street, I'm nowhere near as pink as this. <laughs> uh, so what's been threat. your what's been your uh, what's your biggest change? Um, I've moved to Scotland. Wow, He's up there now. I, I don't think I lived in Scotland the last time we did a pod. No, pretty sure of it. Do you feel that you're accent is coming back strong 
or do you not live in the the really thick bit of of Scotland where that's going to happen? <laughs> the thickest bit, thickest, most um, uh, gloopy bit. I'm talking like ninety five percent of the time to English. English or American people, right? So okay. don't think so. Not really. Just in the pub occasionally. But you'll get you'll get really yeah. really thick in the pub with with the guy behind the bar. Big so time, I'm the guy yeah. behind the bar, and then you greet me as if I I won't perform this, Ollie. I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> I just won't. <laughs> just, Was this the, a the whole VA, bit that you'd? No, the VAR <laughs> problematic content check has been done, and, and this would have been problematic. So it's being it's being halted. Yeah, I I won't do it. I, won't. I just won't, um, I just simply shall, won't do it. Shall I carry on with a tiny list of things that yeah. have changed? Yeah. For me? Okay. Yeah. So I changed job, but my job's still in London. So I'm going down to London every so often. That's quite nice. But changed home, changed job. They're biggies. Yeah, that's pretty big. What else has changed? We've had lots of prime ministers. That's um, that's current affairs. I'm I'm stuff. thinking more what's changed with with you. It sounds it's starting to sound like you're stagnating a little bit. You've got long hair. This? You've got long hair. I've got long hair. He's got long yeah, hair. Yeah, I've grown my hair out. Yeah. Yours has actually gotten shorter where mine has gotten it's got, longer. It's gotten shorter and I'm 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 kind of trying to grow a bit of a, a mullet style. Ooh, right, okay. Do you not a... do you not worry that you might get battered at the football? Why? Have you seen some of the hair that that is at, at football. That is at the football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Okay, we'll move on. Um, I went to a WrestleMania. That and how was, was that? Was that it was good? In April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Time of your life. I saw up there. Wow. No, I mean it was pretty, pretty good though. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. The atmosphere. I can imagine the first time you walked into Aston Village. Yeah. Was. Similar, Similar to walking into Cowboy Stadium when there were like sixty, seventy thousand people there. It was spot on. Oh, waiting to good. see. It was over two days. What was going to? Oh, wait to see um, Stone Cold Steve Austin come back for the first time in about fifteen, sixteen years, something like yeah. that. It was great. In fact, it's it's starting to feel like it was the best time of your life. Could be, yeah. Um, it's all been downhill. Apart since then. from that. I feel like you're trying to lead me towards something that I don't think is on my list of things that I've I've been doing. But um, no, I'm not. Gotten into thirty. I th- I, yeah, I thought you had an agenda there. No, but I've I not think got I've an agenda. Most of it. No, you have covered it. I'm just. All I'm trying to say is you don't have to play down how good it was to me or the listener. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. Sorry, not WrestleMania being good. I mean, it was really good. I wouldn't say time of my life, but okay. it was really good. Okay. But yeah, overall, all, all going pretty well. I tried to think because it's been like six hundred or so, six hundred and fifty days mm. since we did the Friends podcast. Yes, and I tried to have a think about what films I've seen in that period and which ones were good. So I've got a list of seventy-five to run through. <laughs> Just a like, quick. I've got four films that are worth bringing up, which actually probably highlight the fact that I've not been to the cinema that much in that time. I've definitely been going to the cinema less. Okay. Um, anyway, they are The Northman. Thought yeah. that was really good. Really enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Pretty dark. Yeah. Atmosphere. Yep. Just the way I like it. 
I remember um, you messaged was... me that you'd been to see it and you said something along the lines of the first 10 minutes you were like, this is just nonsense. It's just this story or you, you were, you was, were ready it... to walk out after 10 minutes. And then you said, and then it just, and then it was a rip roaring ride all the way to the credits. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I think was, you did. It was good. I think, I think you did. <laughs> a rip roaring ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, the Northman prey, the prey. predator. Oh yes. Predator. Super yeah. early origin sequels type thing. Yeah. So I, I did, I watched that one with Eric and I was trying to explain to him the rules of the predator. Like the predator is a, is a fair, a fair pugilist, you know, it won't, um, attack you unless you're armed or, or, or you're some kind of threat. And also it won't, I was saying to him, and also it kind of won't like, you know, use a higher power of weapon against you. But then, but then it just killed a wolf and it had like an invisibility cloak and a, a sword thing. And I just yeah. thought, and then Eric was like, yeah, but it, it was invisible and the wolf can't be invisible. So that didn't seem fair. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know what the rules are for the Predator anymore. I think it it muddied the Predator rules waters. I think that's fair. Yeah. It also had some pretty dodgy CG blood as well, where it could have been just practical, in it? Yeah, I think so. Peg? I've not seen Nicolas that. With Nicolas Cage. Is it good? Oh, yeah, you should see it. It's good. Okay. I had completely different expectations of it than what I got. And the expectations were basically based on the other types of films that he'd been making just prior to it. Yeah. Um, but I'd recommend that one. Okay. Had a had a good cry at that. Did you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I was on a plane, and apparently you cry more easily at these sorts of things when you're at high altitude. Right, but, okay. So my life score, I would say, we're coming into Christmas... All these good things have been happening. And I can see the look in your face. Because you're just trying to justify a nine. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nine. Wow. It's it's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas. And I'm about to have another beer. Wow. I'm a nine as well. Let's just get that out of the way. It's Christmas. His face is so pink. (laughs) Yeah, but but that's pink radiating. It's radiating with nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great. Spelt GR9. Changes that have happened to, to me no longer is Mandy a girlfriend of the podcast. I'm afraid to say. That's and because no <laughs> she is uh, wife of the podcast now. Uh, and you uh, were invited to see us get married, but you, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> Uh, by going to the pub first. Uh, <laughs> what? No, well, we what, weren't invited to look at. No, it. no, you you were invited to see us come out of the service, which you did. Right, you did miss that bit because you'd had to. You were desperate to go and have a thinking syrup, and you overestimated That's right. it. <laughs> uh, but it was well, a great time. Can I just, uh, you know, this is your life score. Yeah. This is your life. <laughs> Yeah, we did go to the pub, but we did come back and ask how long will the service be, and someone said, you know, fifteen twenty minutes. So we went back and finished the drink that we. But started. we rattled through it. <laughs> yeah, you were you were on a speed run in the marriage stakes. You were yeah, like, yeah. you know, let's do it, let's do this in a PB. 
Let's well, get Guinness, Guinness were there. Guinness were there. Norris McWhorter <laughs> was there. Um, so all I'm saying is when you get your Guinness Book of World Records for uh, for this year, just just check. Just check her fastest <laughs> marriage ceremony. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a great time. And we had, I'm glad um, you added ceremony in the end. <laughs> so we, um, we had a little, a little do. So this was basically, I think, I think the first week during sort of lockdown when it had been lifted to the point where you could have, I think it was something like 21 or so people round your house or in your garden. So we opted to have, you know, to max out the number of people we could have in our garden so we had a little party in the garden what's your memory of the food that was supplied on the day well first (laughs) i think in your speech you said it's nice to make a friend as an adult and i think it was the it was a reference to our relationship as men well it is it is difficult to make friends as an adult that's true especially with a face as pink as that (laughs) and yeah it was it was a heartfelt comment made in a public setting, which yeah. I really enjoyed. I thought good. it was good. Yeah. Um, because you would never say that kind of thing normally. And uh, secondly, <laughs> I warned you once <laughs> yeah. and I warned you twice. <laughs> and we were talking about pizzas. And we said, how many should we get? And I said, look, get more. And you were like, nah, get less. <laughs> and we ended up... This is I not how it like, went down. Two or three large pizzas for like 25 people. And errors it wasn't were enough. made. It wasn't enough. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you gave me bad <laughs> advice saying that larger, pretty big. I feel like yeah, you, you a... talked me down from ordering two extra pizzas. I don't think that's how it went. I would always have played it on the safe side. And I was starving. I would have been happy to eat a large on my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it was it was a really good uh, it was a really good day. We had a lot of fun. Um, Mandy never stops talking about how when you went up the stairs in front of her, she ended up seeing <laughs> up your up the way because I was wearing a kilt. I didn't have a massive a hole in my trousers. Yeah, <laughs> that time. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I better um, just maybe try and rattle off the top of my head some of the movies that I've seen in the last two years. I can't remember a lot of them. However, I really enjoyed uh, Top Gun Maverick. I thought that was fantastic. Wow. Did you see that one, Ian? Saw that one on a plane, and oh. I really in, really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. Um, However, I did read an article before I watched it, which was talking about how it was all about the American military machine and just, you know, this massive, yeah. like, puff piece about American warfare. But I did enjoy it. It felt to yeah. me spoiler ahead but felt to me when they were uh stealing the enemy plane yeah. at the end in order to get one home. riff too many felt no no it felt great it was like it was like the end bit in a call yeah. of duty game or something yeah, yeah i could yeah, imagine yeah. playing Same. that mission yeah 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 i like that bit as well i thought it was i i i really enjoyed it um i also saw a film called barbarian i've heard um, of it i've not seen it it, it it was good. Um, I enjoyed it to a degree. It's one of these ones that the the first half is one thing, and the second half is it it throws you for a loop, throws you for a hoop, um, and it's a different thing. 
And I prefer, well, I think I preferred the first half to the second half. That's all I'll say. It's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay, okay. So I've seen the trailer, and yeah. I've I've seen it by virtue of watching Lemmy review it and decide okay. whether or not he wanted to see it. Yeah. And based on the sound design, I think he thought it was like any sort of jump scare film. From what I could tell, it didn't really look like that. And I do also, I like the poster and artwork that go along with it. It's got a good vibe. I haven't been to the to the movies all that much. I've seen like some of the Marvel movies, but I've not seen a lot of them. I think I'm completely out on them now. I'm just CBA, CBA, and, yeah, and it, so it's took me a long time to be CBA. Um, but I just, I just kind of can't be bothered. That's me. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm not going to the cinema all that much anymore either. But I think I would. Rather than COVID changing my habits, I think it's like having the dog. We don't leave the dog at home alone all that often. And when we do, we usually go out and meet pals and stuff instead of going to the cinema. So, I mean, I could go if I really made a point of it, but... Wait for it on don't. Netflix. Wait for it on, on the streaming service. Yeah, I do still like it, though. I should make a point of getting to the cinema a few more times Are you going to go and see Avatar 2? Way of the Waters. Probably not. No. Three and a half that's hours? Prob- yeah. You're not that's tempted. probably at the lowest end of the things that I would want to go to the cinema to see. The deep end. I'm afraid. Okay. Right, shall we move yep. into the deep dive? Yep. Jump in a farty f- submersible with uh, James Cameron. Think I'll probably double check that. So we're getting in the farty submersible, and we're we're not good. We're going we're going down and down and down. It's getting colder and colder and colder because the further you go down, the colder and darker it gets uh, until. The methane is <laughs> ignited and it becomes a nice warm submersible again. So we're talking about cold movies. Ian, what is a cold movie? <laughs> well, since the last time we got the definition of a movie wrong. How did we do that? A movie type. Okay. The definition of a movie type wrong, which was friends in films. Okay. Um we took an almost two-year hiatus from yeah. doing this. So I'm going to tread carefully here and try and be pretty precise about what a cold movie is. Okay. Because if you recall, I interpreted Friends in movies as the cast of the TV favourite Friends, Friends in, in their movie careers. Careers. Whereas you took it in a much more loose way to be... <gasps> On-screen friends. The, be- the better way of... Of any kind. The, the of, better way of... The, the one that everybody wanted of on-screen friends. That is subjective. It isn't. So, but... Anyway, what's yeah. a cold film? Well, I'm not talking about something that's just tonally cold and abrupt and hard. You know, mm. I don't know what that even really means. But it's not about the tone. It's about literally these films are in cold places. Oh, well, I mean, I, I thought that we would, it was people who had a, a cold in the movie, <sighs> like snotty and 
Oh, it's good. It's a lot a bit of... bit like you at the moment. Is that why you're pink round the nose and cheeks? Have you got a cold? No, I've not your got voice, a cold. Your I, voice sounds clear. I'm fine. Absolutely fine. Um, okay, so I, I want to talk about films in cold places. Cold yeah. films. Or, or, cold or the, the temperature of the environment is low. You need multiple layers to get through the movie. Has there been a movie set inside a fridge? What? Good point. I mean, I know in Rocky they're in a fridge for a bit, aren't they? Kind of refrigerated area. That's hitting meat. I think that's the closest you can you can get. Um, Bashing the meat. So why don't why don't you kick us off? Seeing as this is this is your idea, this is your big comeback show. (laughs) Um, So you must have had one film in mind that you thought. That would make a fantastic talking point. Which one is it? What is it? Well, you've you've narrowed me down into one movie, <laughs> but I actually suggested three to kick three off, to and kick. they're the ones that you've researched <laughs> instead of me. Stole your homework. Yep. I said The Thing, The Shining. Oh, yeah, I don't think you've no, I've The not, I've not covered Alive. Shining. Alive. The um, crash jet plane movie. Anyway, I've I've got some... Uh, things to cover on movies that are set in the cold. So why don't we why don't we kick it off with uh, what what were you going to say there? Go on. Uh, why don't you is, butt in? <laughs> no, I suppose all of The Shining is set in the cold. It's just that they they don't really sort of venture out into the cold until maybe the end. But there's bits where he he looks. He's got the the you know mist coming ice out cold of his face. ice cold face. So yeah, the meme. Oh yeah, he's got the mist coming out whilst he's typing. Typing, yeah. So you can tell that it's a cold. It's cold in the place, Uh, but you don't truly get the scale of the coldness until the maze (laughs) section. (laughs) Yes, that's fair to say. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So why don't I kick us off with a serious one, and we can get more absurd. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go serious. So here, here's a film that I consider probably one of my top fave films of all time yeah i think so it's let the right one in okay the 2008 let the right one in not the subsequent let me in and then let the right one in remake in english and not let them in the 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 sequel let is that a different one no it was was just a joke no that was a joke Okay. okay 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 So, uh, this is from 2008, I believe, so it's directed by Thomas Alfredson, who, if you're wondering, also directed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which aesthetically I think is awesome, but much like the book, which I read before I saw it, is very complex and loses my interest reasonably quickly. Um, So there's that, and then also The Snowman, which on IMDb... Uh, I think the snowman stars Michael Fassbender. Set in the snow, it's another cold movie, but it's got a five point one star rating. It was a reasonably big flop. Um, you, anyway, do you want Thomas an official, is an the official synopsis of Let the Right One In? Absolutely. The official synopsis. Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Ellie. A beautiful but peculiar girl. That's right. Okay. Bing. Bing. Let's not spend too long on this one because it will just be gushing 
And it's it's not as funny as some of the other films that were likely to come. No, it's not as funny as Alive. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Okay. (laughs) But what makes this a cold film? Is it just that there's a lot of snow in it? Does it need to be cold? It's set in the suburbs of Stockholm. We've been there. Yeah. And we've been there when it was very snowy and icy. Yeah. So it's set there then. It's actually filmed somewhere different so that they could guarantee the snow. I think in Stockholm it's less often snowy. We just happen to be there at a very snowy time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I love the mood. It's very dark in parts. I think this might be a running theme when we talk about films set in the snow or in the cold that the snow is brilliant for films where there's blood. I think Fargo, you know, somebody put through a wood chipper and the blood goes everywhere. 30 Days of Night. In this film, that's on my list. Great. But yeah, in um, Let the Right One In, there is a, I think it's a poodle, which discovers a man who's been hung upside down to bleed him. To Um, death. And the the poodle gets covered in blood. The snow's covered in blood. The white poodle's covered in blood. It's highly effective from a visual point of view. It's just it's well good, and it's also very dark. I wonder if all of the um, all of the individual kind of directors have what they think is an original thought, and go, <laughs> "What would be great is if we put some blood on the snow because it's white, and there's a bit there'd be a big <laughs> contrast, big contrast. You can really see it." Let's get a poodle in there, make that white, and get blood on that as well. There's a whole, there's a whole scene in a Star Wars film where they make those red trails in the snow. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't snow; it was salt. Yeah. It wasn't blood. Um. Anyway, th- I mean, talking about stolen ideas, I think ultimately this is kind of like a Romeo and Juliet sort of scenario, because this little boy likes this little girl but realises there's something odd about her and it's like this, you know, the families are separate in Romeo and Juliet. It's a forbidden love. It's not allowed. They are, you know, he's a human. She, is spoiler alert, is a vampire. A Dracula. And <laughs> she's a Dracula. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, she's from the wrong side of the tracks if the tracks were Transylvania being a vampire or not being a vampire Tra- Transylvania yeah it's good yeah well done so you've seen this as well have you uh, I've I have seen it I can't remember didn't much. like the subtitles well, no, I, I love subtitles I can't remember too much too much about it I, I think I seem to remember something happening in a, in a swimming pool maybe yeah some yeah, yeah. what happens in the swimming pool um there's so he's a bullied boy yeah. as the official synopsis told us yeah. and there's a group of kids in school who are pretty rotten to him a lot of the time yeah and um calling him names his i guess it, like just to simplify things his girlfriend who is a powerful dracula <laughs> or, a vampire, yeah, or a vampire has special powers and was able dracula to powers him. yeah Look after, yeah. <laughs> look after him, um, whilst he was being drowned in the pool by these bad boys. Okay. So and then she turns the one tables. Of the, it's one of those scenes where you can kind of put yourself in the shoes of the kids, where it's like, oh, this is getting a bit out of hand here. Like you can see that one or two of the bully kids are like, oh, this is going beyond like what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And then you know, 
Yeah. So anyway, it's, I think it's well worth okay. a rewatch by you. I will. Especially and this time of year. It's the atmosphere for it. And what's wrong with the remake? Why can't I just watch the remake? Why can't you just watch the original? That's kind of that's the reason I've not watched either of the remakes. Okay. Is I think the most recent one was this year. Wow. Okay. So they um, keep trying to push it to people who really don't want to have a read, or or listen to a dub. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, um, that's okay. I mean, I, I think you know I think maybe the fine. first one struggled to recapture the vibe of the first one. Okay. Until I read the IMDb synopsis, I or or details and trivia, I didn't realize that it was set in 1985. So it does have this like retro look to it. Yeah. And it does have a particular feel and vibe to it. And I don't think that the remakes have been able to replicate it. But I didn't know it was 1985. I just thought it was kind of set in this like unnamed time, I suppose. It was just, it looked a bit retro, but it was kind of non specific and vague. But apparently it's 1985. So we're led to believe. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my first one. Like I say, Bit more serious. Can I tell you one thing that will be well up your street about Let the Right One In? Several tricks were used to create the right sound effects for some of the gorier scenes. Okay. Trick tricks of the trade. Some trickery. Biting into sausages was used to replicate biting into skin and flesh. I wonder if the the sausages would have been cooked, right? So you get that real, you know, a thick skin sausage makes that pop in kind of sound yep you'd know and drinking <laughs> yogurt yeah was used to sound like drinking blood mm, yeah the sound of the children blinking was made by the skin of grapes rubbing together in an almost blinking motion wow. almost but not quite not quite why they had to make the sound of children blinking I can't quite remember off the top of my head. It's been a while since. Maybe I it was it. a real big close-up, mega close-up. Yeah, there'll be that one scene, <laughs> and you can anyway, just let's it. move on to a live. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what eyelashes. Sound. Uh, yeah, that's what eyelids sound. Uh, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go on to a live. Um, I give you the official synopsis, and just a disclaimer because I feel like we need to do a VAR problematic content check yeah real people this is not a wacky film it's 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 a really harrowing really depressing but ultimately ultimately uplifting i think in the same way that maybe someone like what's what's the one where the guy chops his arm off in the between the rock and a hard place 127 hours I was going to say forty-seven it, hours. It's, but it's one I'd... of those. It's one of the. Is it down there? Like way longer than that. It, it's kind of one of these ones where they go through the worst thing imaginable. Some of them come out on the other side, and the ones that do, you can tell it's 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 a great it's feeling. Changed them. It's great. It's changed. Great feeling. So I'm going to give you the official synopsis. Uh, the official synopsis. After crash landing. In the snow-swept Andes, the Uruguayan rugby team have no choice but to turn to desperate measures in order to survive. Okay. okay. Um, I'm just going to give you a couple of the um, the taglines from the poster here. They survived okay. the impossible. Well, so, I, I, I think saying they survived is unfair because only some of them survived. But anyway, they survived the impossible by doing the unthinkable. 
Okay. They were ordinary young men driven to the very limits of human endurance. And it's a tr- and, and the triumph of the human spirit. Um, it's, it's a rough film. We can get into spoilers here. It's, it's a film from 1993, so I think yeah. we're now... We're okay, we're clear. Yeah. So um, they crash land uh, in the plane. Some people don't make the initial impact, but quite a lot do. You know, they're freezing, they go for a long time without food and more people perish. Eventually, uh, the thought turns to, to food and obviously they're, you know, on a sort of snow-swept mountain. There's no food. There's no there's no convenience store. There's not a, a rabbit hopping around that they can ensnare or they can't go fishing. So what are they going to do? One of them suggests that they start... Eating the dead. Right. Um, and they do mention that a lot. They're saying, you know, um, you're, what you're, so what you're suggesting is, is we eat the dead. And they're like, well, what other choice have we got? I don't see any other choice. And what I like about, I do like about this film is that it's, it's very conversation heavy. And there's a lot of quite deep discussions around survival and what and and kind of their different thought processes uh, that go around how they're going to survive where you know where they will go to survive it's genuinely a a brilliant film i saw it far too young um and i think when i watched it my parents fast forward the scene where uh they they start cutting chunks of flesh off off the buttocks of one of the pilots um (laughs) I did. I did see a, uh, a a comment on YouTube that said they should have just let the pilots, seen as they caused the accident in the first place. I thought that was maybe a little bit unfair. Yeah, I think the the families of the pilots would probably blame the adverse weather conditions because it, it was a pretty rough storm they were in, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and it, and it is it's quite an effective um, sequence as well the old plane crash but it's a good it's a really it, I think it stands up it's very well acted wow, the wow, screenplay wow. is brilliant wow. all the conversations that they have between each other you know about how they're going to survive really goes like deep into the thought processes of of every single person Ian I've got a new concept okay it's called uh, a wow moment I didn't know that. <laughs> Um, I've got I've got trivia, but I'm just repackaging it. <laughs> okay. So, so sorry, it's wow. I didn't know that. If you could just say in some kind of funny, serious voice, "Wow, I didn't know that," and I can put a load of reverb and delay on it, and I'll, I'll okay. use it from now on. No, do I have to do it in reaction to the trivia, or do you just want me to do? This one? is just going to no. become a new jingle. Okay. <laughs> wow! I didn't know that. Okay, that's fine. That's definitely. I'll do another one. That's what. Okay, take I was two. just wondering if that is what you wanted intended to do. Wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good. All right. Okay. Um, so this movie was shot in sequence, an unusual practice for a film of this size. Wow! I didn't know. I kind of feel like the reason that they might have done that is because of it's all in one location anyway, pretty much. Also, 
Not to say every other film doesn't have the emotional heft of this one. Yeah. But when you have to get into the mindset of yeah. what would drive you to eat another person, I think it's the long road yeah. towards harrowing experience. And if you do it in sequence, yeah. you know everything very clearly that's going to take you yeah. to that limit You're, to get there as an actor. I was this starving and depressed yesterday i need to raise my game i can't i need to go more starving her and depressed her um ethan hawk refused to grow a beard for the film he maintained his goatee throughout the entire filming of the movie so you can actually see there is there is um a youtube video of all of ethan hawk's bits not bits is in comedy ideas he's had but all of his scenes or bits is in his groin <laughs> is that was that problematic or <laughs> nah keep it in. keep in um so yeah um it, you can see his goatee going from very wispy like it would blow away in the wind to a bit thicker towards the end of the film <laughs> i feel so i like he couldn't grow the beard i like ethan hall i do and he's been in films that I like, but I don't like his goatee. <laughs> well, you wouldn't like it in this. Have you seen Alive? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and fine. And the final wow moment: uh, when the characters eat the dead, the actors are actually eating turkey jerky. Wow! I didn't know that. There you go. Oh, we've Ian. We've already got. We've already got the uh, the jingle. I we don't need it again. I didn't. I didn't even know that the sort of rhyming product turkey jerky existed. So were you more? Were you just more impressed with the 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 not without that sounds? Yeah, the product and how it sounds. Okay. All right. Shall I do my second movie? Yes. I'm going to go with Thirty Days of Night. You already brought it up. I did. This is directed by David Slade, not to be confused with David Spade. I wouldn't confuse him because it's a different name. But this director also directed Hard Candy, Twilight, and, well, one of the Twilight films, and an episode of um, Bandersnatch, you know, the Charlie Brooker thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, stars Josh Hartnett, the best looking man in Hollywood. Says who? Melissa. Me. Oh, okay. I say so. I thought I'd brought that up on this before. No, never. I think he's a good-looking man. Okay. Melissa George and Danny Huston. Danny Huston plays the leader of a clan of vampires. Spoilers. This is, is, this, um, is this the vampires episode? Yeah, I mean, I got the memo on the blood on snow thing. Yeah. And I'm into it. So okay. straight into another one. But yeah, okay, so the official synopsis on this one is after an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. What? what? Mm. Now, I would contest plunged. That makes it sound sudden and unexpected, but I think this town knows that this nice. happens every year without <laughs> okay. fail. Yeah. Um, like, anyway, uh, so... Like, a f- like Download Festival. If the people have... <laughs> the people of Donington went, right, we've just been plunged into it with all these rockers. Where have all these people plunged into the neighbourhood from? Plunged down to our local roll? 
Nisa. Exactly, yeah. They've taken all the milk and cans of monster energy. The the rockers have descended on Donington. They've plunged Nisa into a shock a stock shortage of monster energy. Um, a like, shock stock shortage. Yeah, a shock stock shortage, much like the vampires in, uh, where is it, Alaska? Yes, it's set in Alaska. Yeah, this film, again, is all about the tone and the mood. But once it gets dark, there is no daylight for 30 days, right? Yeah. So geographically, apparently, that's a real thing that yeah. this happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, Going to need so a head torch. In Edinburgh, where I now live, in the summertime, we get sunlight until about half past 11 at night. It's lovely. It's mad. Wow. Yeah. But, but on the flip side, in the, in the winter, it starts getting dark at 3 p.m. Okay. When's it Pretty, fully dark by? It's getting there now. We're at 4.15, so... Yeah. A little blue in the sky. But anyway, you can imagine, even more north, Yeah. they've got... A whole world of problems, and they're open yeah. to vampire attacks. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're opening themselves up to it. Um, I think they are. I think I think there's a you know a certain amount of fault on them. Yeah, they chose to live there, so yeah. you know. Anyway, uh, Josh Hartnett plays um, a character who is like the um, I guess the ranger or the policeman for the yeah for the small town that this is set in. Um, He's a good guy and he protects the Good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Um, He's sort of become estranged from his partner and then his partner is looking to get out of town for these sort of crazy 30 days. Turns out her lift to the airport is too late and she's stuck there and they have to bloody talk about their problems. Um, (sighs) So anyway, all this is going on in the background whilst um, Danny Huston's character turns up with a group, a motley crew... They plunge wa- themselves. Vampires of yeah. drank- Draculas um, who turn up. Um, ben, someone who I've not looked up the name of, but he always plays very similar characters. Ben, someone, um, yeah. Ben Foster, there we go, plays okay. a very creepy human character who wants to be taken by the vampires. Um, but all in all, I think really I just like this film about uh, you know based on the tone and the atmosphere and the mood. That's I seem what I'm to all remember about. it's it's quite That's... bloody film, right? It's quite gory. Yeah, there's that thing with the snow and the blood. Um, I would say probably my best bits is at the end, one character won't say who punches another character right through the face and pulls their brain out. What? Okay, and and is that. So explain, is that is that a human doing that to a, a Dracula or a Dracula doing that to a human? That would be giving it away, wouldn't it? Because I'm just thinking, is it... It canon? is an old... It's an old film at this point, right? But right, basically, okay. vampires need to be killed in a very particular way. Silver bullets, sticks to the heart, etc. I thought this silver film bullets was, um, was werewolves. Werewolves. I've read books where they werewolves. blend the two together. But okay. either way... In this film, they talk about severing the head as being a way to kill them properly. And so Josh Hartnett's human character eventually gets bitten and then becomes one of them. You can tell, not because of his sharp teeth, but because they've all got these milky black eyes. Like sharks. 
And uh, so he's starting to get the dark eyes, no more white left in his eyes. But he's still human enough to fight off the baddies for a while. Yeah. And he's fighting off the baddies. And I guess he's got this superhuman power because he's now a vampire as well. And he punches right through Danny Huston's head. Pulls the brain out. He's kaput. So there's a little bit of he's he's a bit stronger and is canonically a vampire's sort of skull a bit sort of softer because of the age. Maybe. Or yeah. brittle. Yeah, brittle. If it was softer, brittle. it'd be like kind of tearing through gummy. <laughs> imagine oh, imagine if know. in the film he, he did it and he went, oh God, I didn't mean to do that. And shocked himself, and that was a wow moment for him. Uh, but no, Look, I do looking like looking at his one. hand like, like oh gonna... bloody hell, oh. what happened there? Just start feeling a bit sick. Um, yeah, so I, you've I, I seen it as well, have you? Again. Yeah, I did, and I went to see it at the movies, uh, and I I seem to remember going. I really enjoyed that. I loved the vibe, and I loved the the level of of bloodshed in it. I thought it was a very cool Tell amount me, of uh, Olive. What is it you like about high blood bloodshed level in movies? Yeah. I don't know it's good craftsmanship isn't it craftsmanship yeah like if you can you know if, if you can film with some really outstanding gory moments that's a lot of work that's gone into that hasn't it like the thing so you're you're there for the work that's gone on behind the scenes you're not there because just... you're turned on by violence <laughs> var check i think we need to do <laughs> all right and Ian, that is problematic that is problematic <laughs> okay. and let's move on so and I've got, got a couple a of quick. Card. You've got a yellow card. A couple of quick notes First on this film, card. then. So I didn't realise it because I've never seen this film, but there are a number of similarities to Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Both stories centre on a small town whose citizens are killed by vampires, and the small group, uh, and there's a small group who fights them back. Um, Salem what? Salem's what? Lot's head vampire is named yeah. Barlow. Thirty Days of Night's head vampire is named. Marlow. Okay. The there's a list of these it goes similarities. On. Yeah. Have you seen Salem's Lot? No. Okay. Maybe we should watch that and then we'll come back and decide whether we think Thirty Days of Night is original enough. I feel like we need to do vam- a vampire episode, even though this is mostly Vamp-sode. been about vampires. Vampires. Yeah. Um can I give you a couple of um goofs for this? Yeah, sure. The colour of Stella's eyebrows changes throughout the movie. Your eyebrows have been changing throughout this uh, this podcast. Your face has gone from pink to pale, so <laughs> maybe you've turned into a vampire. Um, would eyes. that distract you? I mean, obviously it didn't. You saw it in the cinema, and Stella's eyebrow colour did not distract bother you. Me. You thought it was didn't good. bother me. I didn't notice it. All right, last one then. This is a real nitpick. This is like your IT guy sitting at home putting this goof on yeah. IMDb. No uh, offense to IT guys. But, you know, your your Matt Holness in the office. Yeah. The setting is in North Alaska, but every building structure seems to be outfitted with single pine glass. I mean, it's a good point. That's not yeah, retaining gonna, any heat. It's going to get cold. Uh, apparently, it was all filmed in Australia and New Zealand. So, what a what a goof, um, Ian! I can right, see I'm that we've that. literally only got six minutes left, and I think we probably need to talk for about the day after tomorrow for at least thirty mins. Both watched it yesterday. 
Um, you, you, I think you watched it against your will. Initially, when I mentioned it, I think you wished that I hadn't mentioned it. But then you did yeah. watch it. Uh, I'll give you the official synopsis. The official synopsis. Jack Hall, a paleoclimatologist, like weather in, in like dinosaur times, must must make a daring trek. Didn't need to from Washington DC to New York City to reach his son. He didn't need to do it. Trapped in the crosshairs of a sudden Trapped. international storm, which plunges the planet into a new ice age. That's fair. So that's this the official is, this synopsis. Is, um, this is directed by Roland Emmerich. Is that right? Yeah, one of the one of the uh, Independence Day guys. Yeah, who was the other? Some 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 guy. Anyway, um, Dean Devlin. <clears throat> Dean Devlin. Ian, I I also watched it, and I think when I when I first saw it, I hated it. When did it come out? It came out in. 2004 so i had my 24 year old head on going that's not cool that's not cool for me and being 24 i need cool stuff and it wasn't cool it was it was it was kind of stupid dumb film and i I found it to be it, it was just it was just really stupid there's a lot of stupid stuff in there however when i watched it yesterday i had my 42 year old head in that's easily entertained <laughs> um, and i i gotta say i quite i quite i thought it was all right i thought it was fine it's action nonsense isn't it it's action nonsense and it was fine but also back then when i was 24 obviously there was some kind of climate panic going on but like nowhere near the extent that it is today so when you watch it today it feels a little bit more like a movie, like a blockbuster that would come out this year with yeah. all the kind of the, the climate stuff in there. So I would have to say it has honourable intent um, showing you a glimpse into a potential future if you don't stop messing about. You've got to give him that, haven't you, Ian? You've got to give him it. Are you going to give him it? Listen, folks, you're going to have to stop messing about now, are you going to give? Are you going to give them it? Are you going to give them that at least? Your your don't worry about journey. Me. Don't worry is about me. Very similar to mine. Okay. So I remember back when this came out, probably like three or four years after this came out, mm. I was working in Top Man. Topman. Topman. It's probably come to think about it. When did this come out? Two thousand and four. Yes. Probably six or seven years after this came out, I was working in Topman, smashing and, uh, the uh, the skinny jeans on the shelves, and you know that kind of thing. That kind yeah. of thing. Here we go. A couple of the other guys that worked there in the staff room would Hi, watch Ian, this. You've seen this every film? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's what they sounded like. Hi, Ian. Have you seen this film? You won't and, believe uh, what it's about. They used to watch it every day. And I don't know if that was because it was the only DVD that was in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> but they, one of them would like seemed to no remember the guy's name was Colin was just Yeah, exactly. Was like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of never really had from that I was like, you know what, I don't really ever want to watch that. And I just never yeah, did. Bad experience. Saw, saw bits of it. This also reminds me of a film 
which has uh, a sort of, not Geostorm, but another mm-hmm. natural disaster film. Yeah. It's called 2042. 40 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like I've seen clips of that and clips of this on TV. And, I was, and they're I just all thought, the same film. It's a load of crap. Don't want to watch it. Now, I watched it yesterday. I thought it was fine. I actually yeah. quite enjoyed some bits of it. Yeah, I did as well. I what? think um, it's got... You know, a long time ago, I was like this... I can't remember what film I was talking about. Probably a Star Wars. But I basically said, this feel, film feels like a sequence of concept art. Sort of played yes. out bit yeah. after bit. Like, right, we're going to have a bit in a place that's roughly like this. And then a bit... I felt at times this was maybe like that. But all of it was pretty sick. Like, it was pretty cool. The cleaning guy with his mop, part of a building's blasted off and he's on, like, I don't know, the 30th floor of a skyscraper. He opens the door. And there's no building left and he has a look out and half of Hollywood's disappeared. I think that's pretty pretty good. I do like the bit was basically, like, downtown Los Angeles gets taken out by four or five mega tornadoes and, and a couple of them join forces. I guess you get that in the wrestling every now and again where like two wrestlers will beat up one wrestler. Or in Power Rangers where they become yeah. a Megazord to fight Megazord. Like, you know, the big bad, bad thing. So two tornadoes formed into a bigger tornado whilst one of them directly went for the Hollywood sign. Like, it literally just went, right, I'm getting that up. I'm going in. I'm going in. It ripped it, ripped it, ripped that Hollywood sign, and it was there no no more. But there were some good sequences. I think I sent sent you a clip of a guy seemingly uh, randomly driving his moped into a shop window (laughs) in a a scene of chaos. Um, But that that was quite funny. Um, There was a, a lot of running away from nature. Uh, running away from a massive wave that seemed ridiculous because it was... You're supposed to believe that this girl was rummaging around in a car and couldn't hear or see a tidal wave coming down the, coming down the road. You're supposed to yeah. believe that. And they run away from it with, with seconds to spare. And they also run away from frost, which I think was what annoyed oh, me. Oh, yeah, in the, that's, that's that a weird bit, me. Yeah. That annoyed me the first time I saw it um, because it was like that. I don't think that's how frost really works. You, you know, it doesn't kind of <laughs> chase after somebody in a straight line. <laughs> um, and, and doors will will stop everything. You know, you can close a door on frost. It won't get through. You can close a door on a tidal wave. It won't get through. Uh, so that's kind of what it was saying. Um, close doors on wolves. I'll get to wolves in a second, um, but <laughs> okay, they, right. I've got a big, I've got a big wolf comment. Okay, 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 okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, as he's, as he's kind of, they, they go out to get some supplies and penicillin. Someone's hurt their leg on a car, um, and she's her legs going bad, and she needs to get penicillin into it stat. So they go out, you know, get some penicillin. On their way back, the super freeze has started, and this is where they get get chased by the frost there was a moment where jake gillenhall looks over at the empire state building as the spike starts freezing over and he looks at it like that and he goes oh no we better run that building is miles away 
There is no way that he could see that that's that that was freezing over. Don't believe it. That's I fair. Refuse to believe it. As that frost started to come down, yeah, it started shattering windows. Didn't yeah, it? that was good. Good, but would it have? Is that what would happen with frost? Yeah, it have, but it's. But remember, this isn't. This isn't the sort of. This isn't scraping. your. Yeah, this isn't. You know, you're not scraping this off. This is super. You know, you saw the helicopter pilots step out of their helicopter and instantly freeze. If you think whacking Insta on the radio- radiators in your Peugeot two hundred six for ten minutes is going to knock this frost out, then you're bloody wrong. You're gonna. <laughs> yeah, your gonna Peugeot two hundred six is in bits. What did you think about? Um, the first thing that they decided to burn was books. Well, yeah. When they had, had loads of tables and chairs and like even yeah. even the shelves before so, the books, right? I noticed this. They start burning books to stay warm, which I like a few of them say, Oh, it's sacrilegious. Um, but for me I think it's just a chance for Roland Emmerich and whoever the other writer is yeah. to get like books shit into the script. Right, um, stuff about Nietzsche and yeah. that sort of thing, but from your shelf, and I know that you're in your bedroom right now, not downstairs, but from your bookshelf, mm-hmm. what book would you happily burn to stay warm, and which book would you protect until costs. you know the final moment? So I read a book, well done. Jack Reacher novel. Because I've basically I've got I have I have a a thing where I read something serious, some something hard, and then something daft, and that's my cycle. And that one was just too stupid. It was okay. it, it and and the the author uh, Lee Child is actually a Cov man, so that's why I really wanted to read it because I wanted you know I okay. thought he's from Coventry, so he's a give man, him, not a child. He he's he and some of the words he uses, I, you know. <laughs> I'd hope he's not a child. Some Lee of the descriptions man. of uh, of anatomy, uh, I would I'd hope he's not a child. Um, okay, but yeah, so I, that one because it's the sort of writing that makes you think I could write a book. If this is if this sells a lot, I could do that. Should I should I var you just in case you get your house petrol bombed by a Coventry man who writes books? Because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> um, so what one would you what one would you save? Um, I I would save so I lit the last the last book I read was uh, Bob Mortimer's um, autobiography. I finished reading it. I really enjoyed it. Um, he's a great guy. Made me love him even more. Protect that one at all costs. Man, so I've got two. I would probably burn Kilted Yoga, which was a gift that was given to us, which is pictures of men doing yoga in kilts. Yeah, can see why. It was, Problematic. It, it was gifted to us as a you've moved to Scotland gift. Um, but in the books that I would save, I had Ubik, which is a Philip K. Dick book, or And Away by Bob Mortimer. And that one is because it's the only book on my shelf that's got a signature by the author in it. So The author being... You and, you and I are the same. We are the same. But in the book... They specifically say, well, one guy says he wants to save the Gutenberg Bible. That's the one that they want to save. Okay. What's Which, that, as I understand Gutenberg? it, yeah, as I understand it, the nativity in that Bible 
is not Mary and Joseph. It's three men and a baby. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so my big wolf comment, and this isn't something that's going to happen in every single episode. Um, so wolf stands get really mad at uh, films like Frozen, not the Disney Frozen, but the Frozen where they get stuck on a snow lift, ski lift, The Grey, and The Day After Tomorrow. Do you know why wolf stands get mad at these movies? Because actually they wouldn't do any of the killing stuff that they do. They they wouldn't do any of the hunting slash killing stuff. They wouldn't stalk a human. Um, it's it's giving them a bad name. What about uh, the grey with uh, Liam Neeson? Well, they that that's one that they really they really didn't like the wolf stands. Okay. They really didn't gel with that okay. one at all. In fact, that was the worst and one. You're wearing a, a fluffy fleecy hoodie that yeah. is uh, emblazoned with a wolf stand. Wolf. Yeah, uh, f- forum logo. So yeah. are you are you quite regularly in the wolf stand? Well, that's why I needed to bring it up because club. I feel like it's I feel like it it's uh, you know it's a narrative that Hollywood you know sort of keep perpetuating. They keep getting it wrong, and I think it's giving you know wolves a bad name. You're to blame. So uh, actually, on a very similar related point, um, Steven Spielberg has just apologised for. Cujo. Basically, giving giving sharks a bad name. Sharks a bad name. Yeah, he regrets the way that Jaws meant that many sharks have been killed over the years since then. So, gotta be more careful. Learn their lessons eventually. Um, so, I guess my major gripe with this film is not really to do with the uh, wolves, which appear to have just arrived in New York via Russian boat. So it's the how they were set wolves, up and, and foreshadowed. <laughs> no, not even the science, the critical desalination point and all that sort of stuff. It's the Scotsman, who I can't tell if he's Scottish or English. Supporting Man United. Supporting Man United, but cheering, I think, when Celtic score a goal against Man United. <laughs> right. And then toasting to England. The whole film. VAR check. Problematic The facade content. all fell through yeah. there. I, I don't think that guy... I'm going to have to be sunk. back because the door is going again. <laughs> Ian's going to get his big gift to himself. Ian's, Ian's big, big gift. gift. Um, um, I've got myself this. A synthesizer. Wow. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, um, Ian, we're bang out of time unless we're going to cut this into a two-parter. Or no, I don't say, think so. Or we just I say it's dumb a bumper and, episode. No, I had Dumb and Dumber to cover, but really... Basically, they go to Aspen and his tongue gets stuck to a, a, a ski lift. That's about all you need to know about and that. I, and I was going to mention in the film Frozen uh, that they get stuck in a ski lift and they also get things stuck to various parts of the lift. Right. And they have to pull their pull their hand off the barrier. Uh, like that. And I imagine they probably use some kind of grape or watermelon effect to get that, that sound. Is it as funny as Dumb and Dumber? It's not a single laugh in it. Right. In that case, why don't we wrap this up? So I can, um, I can, 
Or do you really yeah. want to get some more stuff in? Look, other films I was going to talk about, or just just give a give a quick mention to, was was the thing. Man is the warmest place to hide, etc. Don't believe that to be true. I feel like a sauna is the warmest place to hide. Um, uh, wow moment from the thing. Kurt Russell um, would often take a drag on a cigarette at the beginning of certain shots in order to make the breath feel more or appear more visible. Wow, I didn't know that. How do you feel about that one? Wow, one more, one more tab, uh, man. sound sound editor moment. Um, the sound editor achieved the dog's cries in the film by rounding up all the neighbourhood dogs, I hope with the, um, you know, uh, the, permission owner's the owner's permission, uh, placing them in his house and <laughs> furtively stalking around in a dark trench coat with his collar up while tapping the windows and rattling the doors to frighten them. That's not good. Well, I don't that's know. not okay. Very weird. Would would how would Arnie be with that scenario? He'd flip and hate it. <laughs> but he just he would he would bark as much as he was barking at the door a minute ago. So and and how long would it take for him to forget that experience and get over it? I'm sure he would basically be fine afterwards. Just Basically. go back to lolling around on the floor like he is right now. If you can hear weird noises, that's Arnie rubbing his back on the carpet. I only had one more one more thing. So go in on. the movie Saw, I think it's the third one, someone gets um, iced to death. by right. their, They're hanging up and they're spraying uh, water on them in a very cold environment and eventually they turn into like a sort of ice pop thing um but i've thought of a different cold based saw trap okay Um, interested interested so ian put yourself in the position you've just woken up in a in a room yeah he's doing the actions there what the hell Your, your your stomach hurts really hurts yeah it really really kills um a little tv comes on and there's a puppet on there. Ian, you are here because you ate two X Rolo desserts. And that was very greedy. And I'm very, very upset as I specifically purchased them to share. Now you will have to deal with the consequences of your greed. It's a terrible jigsaw voice, but please continue. I'll put effects on it, it'll be really good. Inside your intestine is a ball about the size of a snooker cue ball filled with liquid nitrogen, and it's time to explode <laughs> 30 minutes. You start panicking at this point, going, ah, and the camera goes crazy, like, oh, no. Uh, right. Then it will freeze you from inside, and that's not going to feel very nice at all. For the last 13 hours, I've been feeding you all bread. Steak, white bread, <laughs> rice, pastries, and other stuff to make you very constipated. Using ultrasound technology. I don't know why he's northern all of a sudden. Using ultrasound technology normally used for seeing babbers. I've determined that the freeze bomb is near the exit. <laughs> <laughs> On the table in front of you are things to help. Get it all moving. Heavy metal music starts playing. And the, and the timer starts. Ian. Right. What would you hope to see on the table? 
to get all that moving and release the bomb. Can I ask, what material is the bomb made from? Will it survive its exit? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, is it going to get crushed on the way out? <laughs> no, no chance. Ceramic. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you hope to see to get things moving? Um, a 12x size coffee Canteen. Filter. Yeah. Yeah, canteen okay. coffee, cafetiere. Um, yeah. I'd want to see chemical laxatives, like a, a, a 48 Shrug. pack. <laughs> yeah, okay. And maybe a cheeky vindaloo. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Is that what, when you woke up, you, you thought, why can I smell curry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are the three for me. That's how he woke want, you up. He, used, he had the curry under your nose. Um, I you want could coffee, have had, curry, and pills. Okay, so you could have had cigarettes. Right. A Taco Bell, espressos, which I think we right. covered, uh, fruit, warm water, grapes, and apple juice. Are they all nature's laxatives? Is that right? Allegedly, allegedly. And that might get you out of uh, a sticky situation. So there you go. Do you think they'd ever put that in a film? No, and it's weird that you've thought it. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway, if you like the podcast, then I actually genuinely feel bad about sending you to any of our social media or website because we never put anything on them. Uh, but what I can say is a more authored uh, podcast experience is coming your way summer 2023. And it may be the first of a few in that style so keep your eyes and ears peeled for something like that coming soon yeah okay more authored is in it was very scripted narrative yeah, scripted, based narrative based but it will also have sound effects that kind of shebang yeah, voice okay. acting um, so yeah if you do want to know when that's coming out we're at GOF podcast on Twitter and Instagram Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Quick name game and then we'll go in. Okay. Right. You ready? You remember how to play it? I give you the first name. You yeah. complete it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Right, there's 10. Born there's ready. 10. Okay. Oh, shit. Ice. T. Cube. Shit. Nick. Cage. Frost. Rain. Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Michael. Frost. Winterbottom. (laughs) (laughs) Ice. T. Correct. Yes. Peter. Seraphinowitz. (laughs) Stormer. (laughs) Storm in it. Uh, Dustin. Hoffman. Correct. Haley. Rain Man. Rain Man. Sorry. Haley. Haley. Joel Osman. Yes. John. Carpenter. Edward Thor. <laughs> Harry. Styles. Harry Kane. Hurricane. Oh, come on. Must have been a hurricane taking that penalty. Nightmare. Nightmare name game for you there. Did I get a football right there? That there must have been a hurricane when he took that penalty because it went so far off Way the over. I think you did. I think that was good. That was good banter. That's why I repeated it. 
Yeah. Bye. So, yeah, bye. <laughs>